You're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, which is all about beauty without the BS. If you're interested in how the worlds of beauty and wellness are intertwined, or you're obsessed with daily rituals of skincare and self-care, or you just want to know the latest when it comes to new beauty, this is for you. I'm your host, Sharice Kenyon. Today's guest is Los Angeles-based makeup artist, Gabrielle Alvarez. I found her on Instagram during lockdown and became addicted to checking out her stories on a daily basis as she would always share her makeup process from skincare onwards and she's always sharing anything new that she's trying. In this episode, I wanted to find out how Gabby found her own makeup style, which she often describes as soft grunge, which I love, um, definitely in comparison to soft glam. Soft grunge is just a little bit more lived in. We talk about why she moved from Charleston to LA and where she finds inspiration. We also talk about skincare a lot and we touch on the labels that we choose for ourselves. You can follow Gabby on Instagram at the Gabrielle Alvarez and check her out on beauty streaming site newness.com. I hope you love this one. I really enjoyed it. I think we might need a part two. In the mornings, I do like to wake up early. If I don't have anything going on, I do try to like sleep in until 8, 8 a.m. is like. Um, but yes, yeah, just like yesterday, I woke up at 6 because I did have a shoot. So that's typically like, okay, I need to hustle. And I actually had to create content that same day that was due today that I knew I wouldn't have time for. So I... I woke up really early to like bust out that content and then have enough time to kind of like leisurely get into my day. I really don't like to rush, so I will wake right. up early. That way I don't have to feel rushed and like busting it. So I really love taking my time, coffee, <laughs> you know, shower. I have the shower. It like wakes me up. Like I feel like I'm just conditioned at this point to just like need the water on my face to fully feel awake. And that's just, that's really helped. <laughs> So what kind of, I know, you know, the, a key thing with any makeup artist is definitely skin prep. And I know, I feel like you are one of the makeup artists that I follow that has the most skincare going on. I love it when you do your empties, but um, talk me through what you're using right now to get yourself ready in the morning. I love skincare and I love how my I noticed my skin doing a lot of changes. And I think if I wasn't so dry, I wouldn't need as much skin prep as I do. But I feel like a dry skin type sucks product so mm -hmm. fast that mm -hmm. it, it's pretty necessary. Um, I can show you what I've been really Damn. loving right now. I have it right here. Um, I've been loving the free uh, use to the people vitamin C. Okay. Unreal. Love how it lays under makeup. It just absorbs like it's gone as soon as it's in which i love because then i can keep layering right. and it not like require a lot of wait time so yeah used to the people vitamin c is killing it i love it um there's a small canadian brand phytosurgeon okay i've seen that on your China. stories <laughs> yes this moisturizer is so delicious it's absolutely delicious and it's really fortifying the skin barrier like the natural acid mantle barrier so mm -hmm. it's just been I've just seen such a big impact on my okay. skin. Like I just feel like soothed, and especially wearing masks as much as I do when I'm on with clients yeah. and stuff. I find that my skin needs skincare now more than ever mm. because it's just the irritation never ends. So yeah. it's been really great that way. 
Um, you know, I just I've been really on an SPF kick. Right. Like so you're not listening to Gwyneth. <laughs> That was so funny. I can't believe anyone allowed her to come on and say that. But I think they she knew what she was doing. I think she knew. She's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make money. Drama. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, everyone was in an uproar. I saw countless creators just being like, "This is incorrect. This is how much SPF you need to be using." Like, fully do not listen to her. Blah blah blah. So yeah, it was really cool to kind of the backlash but also yeah. know that you're you know that's wrong this is right kind of thing yeah 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 so what's your favorite one right now or oh, using God. a few <laughs> i'm using a few okay tell me tell me <laughs> i have three that i love it's like horrible i can't decide they all they're all very good okay um two two chemicals so they use like um they use chemical filters like mm-hmm. uh avobenzone and like Octocrylene, like you know, crazier ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> super, super goop play. Yep. Really, really beautiful. Great for dry skin, as well as this Korean brand, which I find Ooh. that K Beauty has some really cool, like killer filters that aren't really necessarily in the U.S. market yet. Yeah. Very good. Very good. What's that brand Very then? Juicy. This is called Isntree. I got this from a recommendation from Becca Sun, who you would also love. I don't know if you follow okay. her. Okay. Her reviews are trust some of the best. Okay, I'll check her um, out. Yeah, so she recommended this to me. I'm actually doing her wedding makeup soon, like a trial. So I'm really excited for that. Oh. I don't typically do weddings. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see a wedding, your Gabrielle style, actually. <laughs> I actually have been booked for my first wedding in LA um, for this upcoming month, but they're flying me to Arizona. So nice. it's very interesting. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm, she's just like, I can't think of anyone else. You're like my only, like, I don't want the typical bridal, whatever, blah, blah. Like, you're, I will fly you. Like, we'll do it. And I'm just like, I mean, I don't do wedding makeup, but I'm happy to do, like, this version for you. Like, mm. She's a great girl. So mm. I'm happy you do that for her. Yeah. Okay. Back to the, the other SPF. I know you said three. I got one more, yeah. This is the okay. cocoa pine, and this is a mineral. So it means that, like, literally the only filter is zinc, which is right. a mineral, like, you know, obviously. So it's 21% zinc. It's very good from Cocoa Kind. It's very affordable. Okay. Very good ingredients. Very clean. Very ethical brand. Like, this brand's really killing a lot of things in the beauty market. I'm really excited to see them grow. They're amazing. Just, we're definitely going off on different tangents with this one. But just going back to the the bridal makeup you just mentioned, I think it's a good time Mm -hmm. now for you to, if you could, because I feel like I know your style. It's definitely, you know, the eyes are a big thing for you. Skin is a big thing for you. Playing with freckles is a big thing. The more nude type lips, you know, healthy looking eyebrows. It's like, it's like got a bit of rugged glam to it, but it's polished. You know what I mean? Is that, does that sound... (laughs) You know? I love that. Okay. I, no, I love that. I well, love probably that. <laughs> what I was meant to be doing is I wanted you to describe it to the listeners, like what your vibe is. I've always been enthralled with art and makeup, and I've always loved, especially in like the fashion world, how much that comes to play. And I wouldn't say I'm someone who like really is 
high into fashion, like, you know, runway is really exciting, but I'm not, I don't know off the top of my head, like Mark Jacobs 2019, like that's just not me, Mm -hmm. but I still find that art form to be really, really impactful. And it really showcases like who you are on the inside. So I just always tried to pull art into beauty. And I feel like that's kind of where my style has started to just like progress. It's just like, you know, it doesn't have to be polished. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you come through with a clean skin look and you come through with, a, you know, at least some form of a detail mm-hmm. where it be brow that looks like really, really like put together or perfected lip or something like that. And you could have a little bit of chaos in the mix and it still come across as like, this is a look. This mm-hmm. is meant to be a mess. This is meant to look the way that it does. This has been perfectly executed this way. So. And, you know, some people might not see it that way because they're used to something more crisp or they're mm. used to, like, that really, you know, cut look, yeah. like, whatever. Yeah, sculpted. But I love, yeah, I love showcasing that you don't have to know every single technique to be able to express who you are on the inside. Just maybe polish a couple things mm. and you'll be able to, like, really get what you want across. So, so I love that gritty. I love the grit that you say. <laughs> yeah, I love. Um, I think you're the pers- first person I ever heard say soft grunge because we always say soft glam, soft glam, soft glam. YouTube is full of soft glam, and I'm like soft grunge. I love that because again, it shows your approach. Grunge can be very dark, gritty, kind of grimy, but you are, yeah. you've kind of elevated it by softening it yeah. and making it really wearable. Because I love that, like, really, because you know, everyone's version of wearable is different, but I do find that, like, we, we kind of love that super intense grunge look mm. because we identify with it in some ways. Like, some days we do feel like grungy, some days we do feel punky, you know, mm. just a little bit rebellious. But yeah, sometimes we also don't want that intensity. So, I've been exploring, I've been exploring that for a long time, and like, I've recently loved this, like, tally grunge. Okay. It's just like a really simple, blown out, just like, I don't know, beachy tones, but they still are kind of coming around the eye. And it's just still like a little bit sleepy, a little bit sexy, but you still feel, you know, beachy, warm, bronze. But, you know, it's kind of like the correlation of both of those that I've been exploring. I love that. California is my favorite place in the world as well. So I'm like, yes, that's, I, I need more of that. See, let's talk about where you came from when it comes to your beauty roots tell me have you got any early memories of what beauty kind of how it first appeared in your world yeah because my grandmother my my mom's side is a hairdresser okay so yeah my whole family I feel like has been really indoctrined into beauty like we've always just kind of had it in our roots she built her own beauty studio in my in her basement and like started her own business which at the time was pretty crazy for a woman to do and she had the support of my grandfather she had my mother and her two brothers running around all the time so having her as like a really big role model in my life but also giving me knowledge in the beauty space was really really just like inspiring for me to be like I can be a single woman on her own and I can do this dancing like no matter what, but also just like, I don't know, like 
she inspired my mom, who inspired me to get into makeup. I really didn't start getting crazy into makeup until I was about 19 or 20. Okay. But once I like, once I really hit that niche of just like bringing art and makeup into it, because I was always like a really big art nerd. Okay. I, it just took off. So tell me, what was it that was the catalyst for you to get in, into it when you were in your teens? I'm trying to think because it just kind of started happening mm. at 19. Like I I started wearing winged eyeliner. I found out I loved winged eyeliner. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's explore that for a year or so. And then I just started getting into YouTube tutorials. I feel like YouTube tutorials were starting to really kick off when I was 19. It was about mm-hmm. 2013, okay. 2014. And that was just when the big YouTubers were really coming out. And like Desi Perkins, Christy, like all those girls. And it was just, it was just a big time in that industry to kind of see like, hey, we can learn new techniques without ever having to go to school. I was in college at the time just doing my bachelor's degree in communication and I really just was not, I didn't have any love for it. I'm just not a school girl. Like I really did not (laughs) love school. Right. So uh, having that, having that outlet was just like a fun time for me to play and kind of remove myself from like the everyday drudgery. Okay. But it, it just really took off. It was like something like sparked inside me where it was just like, this is it. This is for you. You have found it. Just, Keep exploring, keep playing. So, what did, did you finish school? I did. Okay. Yeah, I have a four year. And then, but we, did you just decide I've I've got my degree, but I'm not doing anything to do with it? Because <laughs> I I went through that <laughs> <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> so, what did you do? You get your degree, and did you know you were going to go into makeup or? Yeah, so my senior year, I was really planning, like, okay, I'm going to move away from my town. I was in Charleston, South Carolina, which was a beautiful town, but just not really for me. Um, The South is a different different beast. Yes, I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah, it's unique. So it was a a great motivator, though, for me to be like, I'm fine leaving. Like, I've moved around a lot as a young kid, so I was pretty comfortable picking up and, like, going somewhere new. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, yeah, I don't know. I graduated to school. I really kept with it because I was the first person in my family to graduate with, like, a bachelor's degree. So it was very important to my – it was really important to my family, but also it was – you know, I started it, so I wanted to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. But then, I, like, two months after I graduated, I moved. Like, I packed up my car. Wow. I had only, like, four grand in my name. And I just, like, moved in with someone off Craigslist and just, like. <laughs> <laughs> Where? <laughs> Where? Where did you go? I moved right into the middle of L.A. So, like, um, the mid-city area. I lived in a girl's. I shared a room with a girl. And then I ended up moving into the living room and, like, partitioned myself. And you really I wanted to get out, didn't you? <laughs> I was like, I'll do anything. I trust myself. Like, I know that I can handle anything. And I I was so happy. Like, I really had no qualms. Like, the girl I moved in was kind of a terror. But, like, I only lived with her for eight months. So I was really grateful. And I started working at, I started working at Nordstrom selling handbags. I just took whatever first job I could get. And I knew that. I would just be able to like work my way. Keep working it. So where do you where do you get that from? Like 
you seem to have a real, like you seem very strong in like your convictions. Where does that come from? I mean, it has to come from my mother because she is like the strongest personality that you'll ever meet. She's just always been a strong woman and she's always taught me that even when like in my pitfalls or like heartbreak, you know, anything that's happened where it's been very like sad or, you know, any kind of trauma in that way to just take it and really use it to build strength within yourself and build conviction within yourself. And yeah, I've, I owe everything to her just because of that. Just by, I don't see as many people taking that as I would think where they, where they take a bad experience and they grow and build and learn. From it's it. scary, isn't it? I think it's scary. Yeah. Where it's just like, that is such a, it's such a gift in that way. Like, yes, it's hurting you, but down the road, you can only benefit from it. So, yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit psychological, but mm. that's really what's helped me. I know. I just want to go back a little bit, actually, because as I mentioned, you, you definitely seem to know, you know, what you want. You, you left, you know, you wanted to change things. And, but I wanted to know, how did you come to know what your style was because again I do think you've got a very it's like it's your style do you know I feel like I can see when someone's been influenced by you I do you know what I mean but how it's harder for it's harder for me to see it's harder for me to see because I just come in yeah you just just come and create inspired by this yeah you know, yeah, I'm just like, oh, I'm so inspired by like one color or mm-hmm. I fell asleep at night and like <laughs> this shape like emerged in my head. Like I, I can't, I can't honestly like really explain because a lot mm-hmm. of it's so internal. Okay. I just, some days I sit down with a full plan. Some days I sit down with no plan. And like both times I feel like I get really good results or I get really bad results. Not bad, but just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not like feeling, feeling it. As yeah, much yeah. Like, just like any art thing that you create right do you think you're just someone that the ideas come to you or has there ever been anything like has it been uh, the makeup eyes has it been the fashion world has it been music is there oh man yeah there's definitely times where that's come through like I've been inspired by other people's work even if it's just by like a color palette Mm -hmm. they use and I'm like I want to take that I'll like create something with it or I remember one time I created a look because I saw a tree on the ground and it was like ripped open from the inside and it had just the most beautiful, vivid earth tones within like the wood that I just like took a picture and I was like, okay, wow. I'm going to use that. And I find that I'm most inspired by color, like not so much by other shapes or like by shapes in general, mm. like color really leads me mm. and kind of just like talks to me in a way where it's like, this has to be placed this way with this amount with this strategy and it's just it's kind of it's really hard to kind of like it sounds like it's very intuitive it sounds like it's very intuitive for you and that that's the thing it's like I've spoken to four makeup artists in a row now and none of you have said the same thing everybody is different one likes to map things out one is inspired by you know a clipping from the 80s it's like everybody is so different but I wanted to ask you as someone that is so you do seem 
driven to create a lot of the time. Do you know what I mean? It does seem like you're just going to sit and start creating. And But how was it through lockdown? Obviously, we're, we're coming out of it now here in the UK. It's still a bit weird. Um, I find it still very weird personally. But how did you find that time? Were you someone that um, thrived because you had extra time? Or were you someone that kind of found it hard to adjust? I definitely found it hard to adjust at first, especially because I'm such a person that's used to being around others. And my work is so revolved around others that I really miss that human connection. It was really, really tricky. And I had always been on Instagram, but I hadn't been on Instagram as much because I'm, I am someone who likes to put their phone away. Like, you know, not be on it all the time, yeah, but yeah. obviously in quarantine, things were changing <laughs> in that way. So I really, I was so grateful for Instagram community during quarantine, truly. Like I cannot, I can't talk about it enough. And I, I feel bad when I hear people talk about the toxicity of social media, because like for me, I found so much love, so much like community presence. And so many friendships that have been built just from this platform that it filled me with so much love and like appreciation for others and doing story tutorials was like really the only way to like get out my creative thoughts. And like, especially in that chaotic time, I felt like my creativity was like at all time high because mm-hmm. I do, I do do really well under pressure and in stressful okay. situations. Yeah. So I channel a lot of that energy into work, into my art. And I was feeling really, I felt like I did some of my best work on myself, at least in quarantine. And it was just so wild to even like relive that and just be like grateful for the therapeutic human connection Mm -hmm. through Instagram, but also grateful for the gateway to allow creativity and settle my mind space in that regard, you know? I can't count the number of times that people have compared makeup to meditation and therapy. Like, it's just constant. So true. Yeah, but do you think you would feel that anyway, even if you weren't showing it on on social media? Do you get that feeling anyway? 100% because there's times I take days off from social media just to create for myself. Just to, like not feel like oh I have to like create something new or exciting Mm. or anything different but more so just so I get back into the love of it just so I I could wear this bronzy neutral smoky eye every day and I just like loved feeling like the application I love going through the process and I love developing a different like knowledge towards the product I'm using I guess right Especially when you do get a high influx of product, you don't always get to use the same mm. palette all the time or use the same pigments all the time. So if you do find yourself inspired by a certain product, it's nice to kind of just like take that time, get peaceful with it and really utilize it in new ways. Tell me about when you first got into the actual business. Like, Can you remember your first paid job? Um, I can tell you my first paid job in LA. It's probably more exciting than uh, when I worked in Charleston. Well, no, let's see the Charleston one first. Let's see. (laughs) Well, I worked for Mac for a long time in Charleston. So that was like my my first like start 
on working on other people for money, um, which I really loved working for Mac. You know, it was a great time at Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I would work weddings because that was really the only makeup gig in Charleston. That's one of the reasons I don't do weddings out here because it was such a (laughs) so traumatic. (laughs) What was so bad about it? Was it was it like the opposite of your style? Find it at the time because I was still learning so much that like any style was really fun for me. But right. I think it was you know the energy because right. I would I would work with these brides. I do their makeup. They'd be like in a good mood or whatever. And then as soon as they put the dress on, oh. it's like monster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was like that. <laughs> I was like. I just, I was working under someone. I was assisting someone at first, and she told me she was like, "You have to watch them in the dresses because sometimes that's when like they're really chill or they're not really chill." And oh I remember gosh. this one girl. She was a super beautiful, so lovely. Puts on the dress. Her dress covers her feet, but she's getting her nails painted by her best friend, who's also a bridesmaid. Of course. The bridesmaid is painting her toenails on the it's day. Like nude, yeah, it's a nude color. It's like ballet slippers from Essie. It's so basic, and it's her best friend. And the bride looks at her and she's like, "You messed it up. Take it all off and start over." And just like super rude. And I was like, "No one's even gonna see that, girl." Wow, wow. It was an energy that I was just like, I don't really associate with this, and I really don't. okay so first paid job in LA (laughs) first paid job in LA was really fun it was designing tutorials for a brand called fandom okay or like a website called fandom um they're like an offset of wikia I don't know if you know wikia but it's like a database for it's like a database for pretty much anything fiction wow like if you yeah, like any kind of like fantasy or like superhero, like Marvel, anything like that. Like it has, it's like a Wikipedia, but like a database. Like wow. crazy. So yeah, so fandom was like kind of their little like offset of just like, um, you know, this is launching. Oh, Marvel's coming out with such and such. Disney's coming out with such and such, blah, blah, blah. So I did a series of tutorials for different characters. Like I did wow. one from Thor. I did like a Mario Princess Peach for them. I mean, it's probably still out there on YouTube somewhere. But yeah, like I literally went into their studios and just like created these character looks, like almost cosplay looks. Wow. Again, out of my wheelhouse, uh, something so different. But <laughs> so, <you know>. when <laughs> did you find your your real niche? Like, what? How? How long did it take you to actually find your niche and get the jobs that you really wanted? You know, I think because I moved with a little bit of an Instagram following to LA, it was a little bit easier than maybe if you had it because I was starting to get recognized just virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, some people would be like, hey, I know your work. I, I know you're in LA, such and such. Like, let's work together. I worked a jewelry campaign for the small brand here in Los Angeles. And that was when I was, this is it. This is it. Mm-hmm. This is everything I love because it was fresh glowy skin we did some really beautiful like eye moments that were soft but still like very very like 
captivating, like soft washes of lavender and like mints and like pastel tones. Like it was just a, such a beautiful shoot that was classy and refined, but still was fun and playful. And I was just so inspired by that experience that I was like, okay, I'm going to just start going out there and talking to photographers and selling my work for free and just getting more images, more images for my book. I think that's the key, isn't it? The test shoots, um, just to see yeah. how you can work with people. And obviously you all benefit. The photographer gets work, the hairstylist, the stylist, etc. But um It's very important to test, yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day about how in- Instagram makeup artists often don't work on people. So they often, you know, they create amazing things on themselves, as you do, but they don't always work on real faces, you know, in real life, they might do something else. And Instagram makeup artists might not be prepared for you know that that closeness. Like you have to get close to a client, very close. Have you ever had any uncomfortable moments when you're working in makeup? Like the reason I'm asking I that think... is because you you'll know how to deal with it, but I don't think an Instagram makeup artist would have that kind of skill. I feel like you have to set yourself up for the desire of challenge. You have to be excited by that possibility where what you're doing might not be liked by someone else, or you might have to do something that you've never done before and you might not be prepared and be set up for, Hey, someone coming to me and being like, that's not right. Or this needs to get changed. And if you can take criticism and you can accept it and not be prideful and really like let it resonate within you and let it like charge your work, then it doesn't matter if you're an Instagram artist, makeup artist, whatever, like you can do it. Mm. But the minute you start to assign, you know, this is right and I know it's right and I don't care what they say and such and such, I think you're going to have a lot of issue. And I think that people sometimes anticipate that maybe of influencers where they, they may think that this particular person has just like that pride in their work that they don't want to be, they don't want to be messed with. They don't want to be challenged. And I have pretty much always tried to set forth that like energy of like, please, like tell me, I need your feedback. Like this is working. This is not working. Like right off the bat, I know. And my clients really appreciate that. They really appreciate how open I am and letting them talk to me. Something that really does inspire my work is color matching when you're working on people's faces. And I think that that's that's something that does kind of like trigger people a lot of the time. Especially, you can just tell right off the bat if the makeup is going to be good if the color match is Mm. bad. You know what I mean? Like, so that's something that's always really fueled my work. And I find that I'm really driven by when I get a color match correct and I get my client or model or whoever starting I can feel their energy start to loosen up and they really trust you fit into the makeup it, they get more trust in themselves mm. than like me so that makes my work better whereas you know working on someone who is a little bit more like oh like I'm on edge I'm not sure that's of course going to influence the work too so I really do the best that I can to like break it down let them know I can change anything I can take anything off but let's get through to the end and then we can talk. And that's really, really helped. I love that you mentioned that actually, because there's been a lot of discussion in the makeup community, you know, especially with Black Lives Matter 
it affected the beauty industry and people were not only talking about the colors that were available, but you can't be an artist if you can't color match everybody's skin. Like, and it's so like, it's something that really has driven me because a lot of women of color and a lot of people with deeper skin tones that have forced me, um, they see me and they, they automatically have their guard up. Yeah. They automatically have it. Um, I've had girls that are like, I'll bring my base uh, or I'll do it myself. And I really try to work. I'm just listening. like, look at my book, look at my work. Like, I got you. Like, don't, don't freak. Don't have anxiety. I got you. But it, it really, like, it really is something that inspires me mm. so much to have a woman feel like she is completely herself, not anyone else. And I just want anyone who gets worked on by me to just completely feel like who they are with all due respect I definitely feel like you are kind of like a geeky nerdy like you mentioned an art nerd like I love how you care do you know what I mean super super <laughs> yeah so I can, like <laughs> can you share with me like some of your favorite like the products that kind of make you geek out that are great for skin or just makeup in general I I love textures I love, love texture. So shimmer, like really is something I love to work with because that reflection just like does something to my heart. It makes it, it makes it feel warm and fuzzy. It's like, <laughs> I am such a pro, I am such a product junkie and that's definitely fueled a lot of my work because I am so inspired. Mm. I am so inspired by just like texture and formulation and just the way that things pair together. So that's just something that really has impacted me. I love paints. I love like wet liners, like the glisten wet liners. Those are so amazing because it's truly just like water activated paint on the face and you can do anything and everything with them. And I love, I love seeing brands take these kind of little like artistic moments in, in like mm. that realm yeah. and translate it into beauty. I was like in a forum for a brand a couple of weeks ago and that was something I said I was like because they're asking what what's new what do we want and I'm like you need to start integrating the art world into the makeup world because they are really aligned and that's something that I want more people to understand and feel comfortable wearing because it's just like oh just like a shirt is art just you know yeah. just like jewelry can be art like this is an accessory but it's also such a style piece does a part of your personality that just can inspire so much I think you're so right because I think sometimes I wonder if social media has affected how the mainstream the masses of us approach beauty because I feel like it used to be more like cookie cutter so it was like crease contour even back in the day very heavily contoured very almost like there was four looks you know like a dark a smoky eye and a red lip and this and that and and that's pop of color but I feel like so much has changed I don't know if Instagram has changed it because people are performing so much more or sharing so much more but it feels like the beauty industry is having a lot more fun and in some ways I think that can be a negative because they're releasing so many products all the time and maybe we don't need them all <laughs> but do you do you try to be selective in what you buy because obviously you get sent stuff like I'd love you share so many stories on things you've been sent 
do you try to be more selective, like kind of responsible in the things that you actually buy? I do. And I actually really responsible in the people who send me stuff. I've canceled a lot of the old PR people that I've used to receive products from. Really? Um, in just in so that I'm not wasting because you, when you start to get into that realm of being sent products, you start to see, okay, I'm just not going to use that. Or like, I keep giving this away. Like I just need to cut it out. Oh. And that has really influenced me. I start pretty much each year going into the brands and being like, okay, like, I'm sorry, I have to sever this connection. Like, it's just not working in this regard. Like, these are the things that I would personally like to see from the brand. But, you know, if these things change, please reach back out to me. But, you know, wow. it's kind of like, yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit maybe intense for some to go that route. But for me, I'm fully the person that's like, hey, I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm not trying to do anything, but these are the things I want from beauty. And this is the thing that I feel like my following also wants from beauty. Like ColourPop, I totally had to get rid of within this year because they're just not coming out with launches that are super innovative or exciting. Mm. And they're coming out with so, so much, but it's just so insanely wasteful that I just cannot stand behind that, like, pathos or you know anything behind that it's just not aligning with me anymore but I love your honesty because um, I remember the day you were trying was it the Halsey range is it about face yeah it's about me and I just loved how you're just like using it and you're like hmm see how that wears like I appreciate the honesty because you know People do aspire to be like you, perhaps not always in the sense of a working makeup artist, but people aspire to get free products. A lot of them, I think that's what they think. Free product, free product, free product. And it's not only what can you do with those things, like, oh, can you use them? But it's also, I think, that being real, because I'm sorry, I can't believe you if you get sent three or four hair brands in a week and you share a story every day of that week. Like, where's the authenticity? And that's something that I really always wanted to be with social media. And I've been so inspired by Samantha Ravindal on YouTube. You know, she's always been the person in the beauty industry above everyone else that's calling out. And you see it working for her. It's not something that has hurt her, mm. you know, her reputation, her her career or anything. And I think that that's something that people really need to understand is we're all searching for truth and we all appreciate mm. being true. Mm. So it's just, I feel like a dichotomy that we really need to like, like push more. Yeah. It's just, hey, don't be so scared. You should really say what you mean and say who say what you feel yeah. because people really really appreciate that and I appreciate it of course so I just try and take what I appreciate and bring it into my own life. Well, I feel like those brands that you are taking time to say I would like to see this this and this like you're working as a consultant basically you know you're giving them real feedback so. Don't- don't get me started. I've already thought about that as a possible career. <laughs> Final question. When do you feel you're most beautiful or the most, is it Gabby or Gabrielle, by the way? 
I'm saying this very late in the oh, conversation. Cool, you can call me Gabby. It's, it's you know, more casual. Less <laughs> mouth. Less <laughs> <in> the mouth. <laughs> tell me, yeah, when do you feel like your most beautiful like version of you? I don't know because it's kind of it's kind of so different. Like when I don't wear makeup, I feel very much myself, but I feel like almost more masculine like and i i identify with like both of those genders oftentimes mm-hmm. because i i have like a very masculine personality and approach to life but like i do love being a woman and being feminine mm-hmm. so it's kind of like when i don't have my makeup on i still identify with my more like young male self okay. and i feel really strong and powerful and beautiful in that way but then when i sometimes just throw on like something like this or like a soft smoky look mm-hmm. like or something vivid and beautiful and colorful. Like, I feel, like, so beautiful and, like, just who I am. So it's, it's kind of, like, both ways I feel very good. That's the one thing when I ask that question. I don't think there's ever one definite answer. And I do always say I, we're not one-dimensional. Do you know what I mean? That makes complete sense to me that you would feel that way. Yeah. So is that does that mean... Would I ref- do you, are you cool with me? So is it she, her, or they, them? She, they, yeah. She, they. Like, I kind of flip. Like, I, for me, like, I've gone through, like, that kind of pronoun terminology in my head so many times mm-hmm. where I'm like, what do I want to say? And mm-hmm. I, I hate being put in a box because, mm-hmm. like, you know, people change their minds, people change who they are all the time. But, like, I love being a woman and I, like, I'm so proud to be a female, especially in our society today. But like, I can't deny that as I've been raised, as I've grown up, like I just identify with men in mm. so many ways. And like a lot of my lifestyle choices have, have been like manly lifestyle choices that I just don't see a lot of women doing. Mm. So it's just one of those things where that helps me feel like a sense of self-love and also like be able to fully express myself at the same time. I think it's cool what you said about um, being put in a box because I definitely, with labels, I feel like, because I know many in trans community, various communities have fought to have labels recognized. And I get that. But then sometimes I'm like, I just want to be me. And I'm like, why should we even bother with any of the labels? thought the same thing since I was young like young young and I've never that's one of the things that's always driven me is I just don't want to be put in your box yeah because at the be end you. of the day it's <laughs> exactly at the end of the day it's their box because if I give them one thing they automatically have all their own assumptions all their own ideas all their own experience on that word or that you know group and then I'm not allowed to exist. In any and you other can't change your mind. Because, <laughs> the, yeah, you can't be a human being and be fluid or, you know, alter what you think or feel. And that's, that's just such a negative thing for me in my, in my respect because you aren't appreciating humanity in yeah. that regard, where humans are just so like, we are never just running on a straight line and I just want to bring that back to people to understand that you can label yourself but you don't have to label yourself just exist 
and don't feel like you have to make excuses for existing thanks so much for listening you can find me on instagram at beauty me podcast and feel free to slide into the dms do please like subscribe and review it really helps beauty me be seen 